What a powerful word we heard yesterday from PT, our man of God, as we're getting ready for the night or afternoon with PT. Um, and what I want to speak on today, Pastor Beverly, good afternoon. It's very simple and it, it kind of needs your attention. Um, so you know <clears throat> how to develop or how we know how to develop. Um, and I want to simply speak about economy building. And that's been my thought over the last couple of days. Uh, and before we even get into the conversation today, which uh, again, I'm going to try my best to be as brief as possible. Uh, but I do want you to stay with me so that we can journey this journey effectively. Um, so that our story and narrative, not only as elite, but as the nation family as a whole, is one of progression. Um, I want you to understand times, I want you to understand seasons, I want you to understand processes so that every stage and at every junction of our lives, we know what to do. So um, I want to start off first with the root definition of economy. Um, and I've spoken about economy in the past. I remember I used to try and do a conversation on God's eternal economy. Um, and now that we're a bit wiser, because uh, I used to think that was somewhere else. It was in a far off place. But actually, the economy is supposed to be built here. And this definition has actually brought it to home a little bit more for me. Uh, and since we've been speaking about training, we've been speaking about development, you've got to understand that every training is leading you to go and perform, is leading you to a test or an examination or to live out the things that you've been training for. So if you can read what I sent you, uh, just the first thing it has there, when you put, when it says economy, the root word now, then you can read the definition. I didn't give you a definition, so you may have to look for it, but I want you to give us the root word first, please, Ma. Economy. Yeah. Household management. And then the definition. So the word economy, because she doesn't have a mic, uh, the, root, the root word for economy is actually household management. I want you to know that because we've been dealing with houses a lot recently, right? So before you even think about global economy, you've got to, we've got to bring economy back to its original base, which is actually household management. Um, do you want to read the definition of you, as you have it there? The structure or conditions of economic life in a country area or period. That sounds so different to the root word, right? You see, over time, things get, I want to say, diluted or changed to fit to the customs and morals and standards of a society per time. But actually, the root word will always bring us back to the household management. And so what I see for the elite prosperity family and the nation as a whole, as I look in a bit more detail as to things that are happening in the family, I'm just seeing that what God is calling us to is economy household management how we deal with our businesses how we deal with people because our biggest asset our biggest value is people and if we can't manage them properly then definitely our economy will struggle our economy will suffer because economy is household management let me help you read that definition because of the mic because i'm sure those who are at home didn't get to hear it so i'll, I'll read it from here 
Pastor Sam, you're on. I see Pastor Sam. Good, good afternoon, sir. So I'll read this again. We started off with the root word. Remember the root word of economy is household management. But the definitions that we have here is the structure or condition of economic life in a country, area, or period. Again, it sounds very different to the root word because a, a people, a time, a generation will begin to define what economy should look like for them per time. But we've got to trace it back to our houses. We've got to trace it back to our people. The biggest thing in economy, like I said, is our people and the value you put into the household. It's not the money first. The money is actually a byproduct of our value. So what we should be looking at, guys, and I'll take you to scripture. I'm going to speak about Joseph when I deal with economy because I think he will be the, a good one to, to, to deal with. Um, because everything he was being trained for in his father's house was to become an economist, was to become a household manager. What he did for Egypt was to manage a house. What we're going to do uh, for the UK and for the globe as a whole is to do household management. This is why we are emphatic about system building. We're emphatic about people building because it speaks of our management. So don't look at our... Uh, at at our seasons and our times as something is wrong. No, everything that is calling our attention to do is bring things to order. Our lives in the, in the elite family and the nation as a whole will always be exponential. And I'm gonna explain exponential to you because I want you to see progress in another light. I wanna see, want you to see progress differently. Um, growth is good, guys, and growth is fantastic. But let's look at it from another side or another thought or reasoning. We can say, yes, we're growing as a family and things are increasing and things look like they're uh, yeah, growing. But if you look at growth in a different context, and the medics will help me with this, if a patient comes in one day and says, I have a growth, that's abnormal, right? Something growing in you that shouldn't be there is a threat to the body, right? So what does it need? It needs to either be removed or regulated. I'm saying this to say that I want you to look at growth differently. I actually want you to look at thriving more than growth. It is necessary for us to grow. It is important for us to grow, but it's better for us to thrive. I've been looking at the economy of Singapore and how they've developed from ground zero to where they are now. That's an economy of 5.5 million people, very small in comparison to their neighbors like China. But what they've done, and I think it's very, very crucial, instead of looking at money as their value, they looked at people as their value. So what did they do? They spent enough, they spent enough money or spent the rest of the money that they had and they used it to develop the people. So they educated them. And I'm so grateful for the word that Pastor Dami gave when he taught us about the root word, educate, which is to lead, to call out. So what Singapore did for their people was to call out some of the skills, the raw skills in their people, and use it to develop their country, their economy. They predicted to be one of the best emerging markets 
in the next 10 to 15 years based on their performance. So if we're going to be high performance people, I want you to look at our development in the capacity to thrive more, more than just the growing. We can keep giving as elite, right? But if we're giving without the development of our people, eventually we will fail. I'm just gonna be very frank with you this morning and very honest with you this morning so that when you're going back to your houses, house leaders, business heads, business leaders, uh, and everybody tuned in today, you can look at things more intrinsically. You can look at things in more detail. Is there a growth here that needs to be cut off? Is there a growth here that is causing a threat to the development of our economy? If it is, it needs to be removed. It needs to be stopped or it may need to be regulated. Regulation is not a bad word. Sometimes we look at regulation as like somebody is ruling. Actually, if you look at synonyms for regulate, you will, you will hear words like rule uh, to... Yeah, rule was one of them that I saw. But we will need some form of regulation. We will need somebody to make sure that we are compliant with the economy building of this family. It's the household management. So things have to go up and they have to go down. There is no such thing as just linear. No, eventually it will find a point where it goes down. Just like an airplane, as much as it goes up, it must eventually come down. And it comes down so we can keep testing that machine so that it can go higher and higher and higher. But it always has to come back to its base. Always. So growth, if we can look at it and progress, if we can look at it from a different perspective, even though it may, our giving may not be like the 80K we did last year, right? But can we say that we're still thriving in other areas? The answer would still be yes. You may say that, okay, our giving is not grown. That's fine. But guess what? Our businesses have been uh, established better. We're building them better. People are beginning to understand what business looks like, business acumen, finance management, so that when we get to year, let's say, year 15 of the elite prosperity, we can have a sustainable income that, yes, may fluctuate, but it will fluctuate because we've decided for it to fluctuate, meaning that we've decided that in year 17, we're going to go down again, incubate some more, use finances to develop people better, so that year 20, we're back up again and we're back strong. So exponential growth is because somebody has been detailed enough to take care of the household management. So we've got to do a cleanup. We've got to do a thorough check on our development and growth. House leaders are looking at people like, differently now. You're not just looking at people for how much they can give. You're looking for their value. You're looking for their skill. You're looking to upskill. You're looking to train these people and development to their, develop, uh, develop them to the best of their ability. In the development of such a person, you will begin to produce. I told some of the leaders yesterday night, we've got to go past looking for seed to go into producing seed. Do you understand what that means? We've got to go away from looking for seed. I don't want to be looking all around for bread. I'm just, just hustling for bread. No, no, no. There's got to get to a phase where this word enables us to produce seed. Think of a plant. A plant doesn't look for seed to produce. It produces it by itself. Your business is to start producing. 
I don't want to start outsourcing anymore and saying, okay, this one should go and start looking for a job elsewhere. I want to be able to say that blacksmith or um, recon or sense by CM, Carnaby, thank you, nail tip, you are producing seed based on your own business. Now, I've understood this economy building and the progression of it and the value of it so differently. And the way I saw it was, say if we have a hundred pounds, guys, yeah? And stay with me because this is boring. What I'm sharing this morning is very boring. But if you have time to listen to it, I think that we will have a very thriving economy, not just one that grows. Look at Nigeria. They have a high population growth, but zero thriving. So I don't just want us to have much numbers and much people. When the next soul comes in, one by one, we want refined type people that will contribute to our building, that will contribute to our development and how we thrive as an economy so that we can go back to PT in, uh, and of course the leadership in a year, two years time and say, listen, we've done one M or one person, Aaliyah by herself has been able to do one M, not because she magically did a one M, but we've developed her to have the ability to do one M, household management, economy economy what happens in household education so guess what we do we are leading her we are calling out from her so that in this economy she is beneficial not only for herself but the flourishing and thriving of the economy that's what the edcs are called to do is to establish economy you establish the economy in your house first and then you bring, the, you bring it out. That's how countries are even built. It starts off with household principles. Your EDCs are the best growing places or the best thriving places. Opportunities for leadership to see who you are and what you can contribute to the greater good um, of what we're trying to build. Let's get into Genesis. We're going to do a very long reading. In fact, before you get into Genesis, Proverbs 21, verse 5. Very popular scripture. I messaged Pastor Onye this morning. And I said, good morning, sir. I haven't heard from you on the businesses. What are we doing? I told him that it's been very boring in Elite. It's been very boring because we've been developing. We've been trying to get stronger. We've been putting uh, 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 structure and order in places. We don't just want to say we are business people without having proper business acumen. So yes, you may not have heard us speak about the collective enterprise. If we are going to hear about it in the next 50, 60 years, then let's get economy right, household management. Let's get the fundamentals right. Read the scripture, please, Mark. You have to read it in as many versions, so try your best to get it in a, in, in, in a, in a style that way. The plans of the diligent lead to profit, mm. as surely as haste leads to poverty. The plans of the diligent lead to profit, but... As surely as haste leads to poverty. As surely as haste leads to poverty. So I know sometimes we can be in a rush and definitely we should have the hunger and the eager to make sure that we hit our target. But we've got to make sure that in our growing and target reaching, we are not harming ourselves. We are not harming who we are. Growth sometimes can be harmful. Are you following me with this? Growth sometimes can be harmful and detrimental to you. 
I gave you the example um, uh, of my brother some weeks back when we discovered that there was something growing inside of him and they first said it was tonsillitis. We discovered that actually it was can cancer. The first thing that the doctors wanted to do was remove. But even the removal, they knew they couldn't just go in and just remove it. They had to take time doing research to say, if, this if we knock something here, can it cause another problem? Can it affect? So we've got to measure, manage, and check our growth. We've got to make sure that we are growing, in conf uh, that we are growing according to our stature and our nature, and we're not growing outside of or growing away from or growing abnormal or abnormally. So, read it in another version. NLT. NLT. Good planning and hard work lead to prosperity, but hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Read it one more time with emphasis because the mic won't pick you up. Good planning and hard work lead to, lead to prosperity. Good planning and hard work leads to prosperity. Hard work isn't how many jobs you get. It's smart in thinking. Our hard work, thankfully, because we have uh, the, the asset of people, it cuts a lot of time for us. So thankfully, because we have a Pastor Priscilla, a Pastor Tafara, a Pastor Leah, a Pastor Genevieve, we can work smart as we're building. That planning and building will lead to prosperity, but... But hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Hasty shortcuts lead to poverty. Yes, I get it, the jugging and the booging, and we need to do all those things from time to time. Those get us by, right? But... If we are smart people, if we are economy-minded people, household management people, we will be planning in as much as we're doing those things. We will be building, developing as much as we are doing the jugging and the booging. So this is not, uh, I don't like those things, those are fine. But for where we are as a nation family now, like I said, I need PT to, uh, uh, to have bragging rights of what we have built as a response to the word that he's been teaching us. And if we're going to do that, it's going to mean that at times it's going to be boring here. So when it doesn't look like we are shouting and things are flashing and things are bim bam bom, it's because we are planning. We are taking care of our economy. Going back to the economy of Singapore, 5.5 million people in population, yet they have the best in transportation. Yes, they have, yet they have the best in housing. They have the best in everything because the government, the leadership of that, of that people, of those people, decided that this is what we're going to do with our finances, is develop the people. I think we called it human, human, capital, human investment capital. Oh, remind me of that. PT taught us this in actually one of the ELC programs. Human capital investment or human... You remember it? And I used to go on about it a lot. Help me, someone. Where's Casey? Ah, investing in human capital. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. So we've put... What does that mean? Making sure we're upskilling. We are educating according to the, uh, our own education system. So we're leading you. Like I said, Pastor Genevieve didn't come he here as a business person. But she came in as a pharmacist and she's one of the best. In fact, in my opinion, the best. You didn't come in, Ryan, as a money guy. 
you came in as a criminal. Let's just be honest, isn't it, sir? As much as we love you, you were a criminal. Um, <laughs> still are, likely. Um, uh, Pastor Priscilla, I don't know what you were doing before the nation, but admin to the standard that you're doing now and better as you've gone back to uh, upskill yourself. Um, you were just what you were. But what leadership has done through the word, through our education system, is lead you and call out what's inside of you to make it beneficial to our economy, to our building. The ecosystem and infrastructure of the nation family is going to be mad. Going to be mad. But we all have to be patient. We all have to understand what exponential looks like and how it works so that you don't think things are, things are wrong. It's not that anything is wrong. We're going through a season of development so that we can eventually be people who just naturally thrive. Are you following me? So growth, guys. Be careful of how you look at growth. Have a different perspective to it. You know, I'm just growing, you're just growing, you're just growing, you're just growing. Uh-huh. Growth can be harmful. If we're not looking at it properly, if we're not taking care and paying attention, I can just be drawing out, give, 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 give every month, not knowing that this giving is damaging this person. This, actually, this person shouldn't be giving right now. They need to go back to school. This person shouldn't be giving right now. This person needs to go back to work. Or this person needs to go and upskill. This person can't even speak well. This one needs to go back to their mom's house even. No, leadership has to be that thorough. Don't forget, economy is what? Household management. And if you're not managing right, the people will suffer. Don't forget, our job is to increase and, and protect the lives of people that you can have a happy and conducive environment to thrive in. Leadership has to provide that. So at times when Pastor Nikki is saying, no, we're not doing this right now, or stop this for now, or do this for now, I'm thinking about our economy. I'm looking forward to this Sunday, which is an elite Sunday, um, because I'm looking forward to hearing what's next. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, what we should and shouldn't be doing at this stage. But I told you already that we came here to, for, for nations. Now, let me bring that down for you, because some people will be, what's that again? What is nations again? It can be a, a word that we use very loosely, but if we're not careful, it will lose its weight. It will lose its grandness. Of course, yes, nations are people. But if we look at it from the perspective of economy, I'm looking at nations as industries, systems, uh, power, politics, and all of these things. For me, that is nations. In as much as it's people, it's to have the power over people. But to have power over people, you need to have business. You need industry. You need um, uh, uh, politics, education. You need to have impact there. That's how we get to the nations. That's how we have nations. So don't let us use those words so loosely to the point where it carries no weight anymore. Just I'm just here for nations. But what does that look like for a domicella? What does that look like for you, Hannah? For you, Hannah, in the beauty industry, that's how you uh, 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 um, take nations. 
You will take it in the beauty space with the way you legislate, how you do business with people, how you collaborate, how you synergize, how you work and partner with people. That's how you get into nations and take nations. It's not by how much we pray ourselves into it or because we have a, a decent house to live in, that's how we're going to get nations. No, it's how we look at our economy, how we house manage, how you're able to work with a Pastor Ryan and a Pastor Domicella and, excuse me, beyond that, with the Allure House, with the Gloss, with all the beauty Phoebes. What you're doing there is economy in. You've become an economist. Please, let's go to Joseph today because I think it's important that we do read him and do use him as a blueprint for what I'm saying today. True economical growth is actually the value that's put in more than it is the money. The money is a byproduct of our value. If there is no value and there's no good, we can do well for year one. Year two, you will ask what happened. We were not thorough. We were not detailed. We were not, give me in better words, guys. Your English is better than mine. We were not uh, intentional, thank you. We were not deliberate with the way we dealt with ourselves. So it can look like we made money, but we were people that were in a haste. If we're going to see sustainable profit, uh, sustainable finances for years to come, then we've got to put proper planning in place, proper structure, proper order. That's how we system build. So it doesn't matter if it takes Carnaby five, six, ten years. I just want to be sure they're planning because eventually they will be very wealthy. Same thing for your EDCs. For the house of faith where Pastor Genevieve is now, it doesn't matter if it takes three years, four years, five years. Are you building? Are you getting yourself right? Are you developing? Are you eating well? Are you educating? If yes, if the answer is yes to all these things, it's a matter of time where you will be shown to the world as a product for people to patronize. Because actually, really what we should be doing is business to business, product to product. The way that an economy should work, think of it like this. I'm trying to think of the best way to say this. This is going to be very techie. Say you have a butcher that has meat to sell. Yeah? But he has no knives to cut the meat. And he has a hundred pounds. He will go and find a knife maker. And take that hundred pounds and give it to the knife maker to make the knife. He's now got his knife. But then the knife maker remembers that he doesn't have the machinery to make the knife. So he's gone to a miner or a whoever that helps this thing and bought the machinery with that 100 pounds. Then, I'm cutting this very short because there will still be another process. Then the person that made the knife thing has gone back to the butcher to buy the meat with that same 100 pounds. Guess what's happened? You've used value to value, product to product, to keep the economy whole. Does this make sense to you this morning, guys? So that 100 pounds has multiplied to 300 pounds. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Is value more than the money? Money, uh, 
Money, if you look at money, is really an IOU for a product that you don't need, that somebody else needs. Does it make sense? Does it make sense? Okay. Oh, this is going to be so hard. Money is an IOU. And what you do is exchange currency for the value that some, of, of a thing that somebody else has and doesn't need. It's the best way I can put it for now, sir. So I pay you a money or an IOU, but you also are going to give that IOU to somebody else for something that they have, that you have value for. So it keeps going around. That's how we keep an ecosystem circulating. You're always going to owe. You're always going to owe. You're always going to owe because it's value for value. So what we should be doing right now is concentrating on our value so people can buy into our value. Does it make sense, guys? Does it make sense? This is the best I can do this morning, Sha. These, these are the uh, uh, ELC words. Pioni has to, I'm going to have to even say, sir, can you help us speak about uh, money a bit better? Anyway, let's go to Joseph this morning. Ah, Pastor Onyi is even on. Oh. He's been on. What a wow. I'm, now I'm going to start sweating. Can you believe that? Pastor Onyi is on. That's higher dimensions. That's that's powerful. Good morning, sir. Or good afternoon, rather. You see, I'm stumbling already. Okay. So, where are we? Joseph. Joseph, like I said, was an economist. He was interested in economy building, but his economy mindset started from home. You remember jo uh, uh, Joseph came with a report about his brothers, right? You know this guy was just thinking about his father's economy. He was household managing. It can look like a nuisance. Those people that say, oh, you see, if you keep doing this thing, you do know that we're going to fail. Papa, you know, if we keep doing it like this, eventually your business will fold up. And guess what? It did. They still had to go to Egypt and go and get grain, right? Uh-huh. So in order for us to be economists, we also have to be dreamers. We have to be thinkers. We have to be people who care about humanity. If we don't care about humanity, then we won't have the capacity to think. Joseph cared about his father. He cared about his father's business, so he was entrusted with dreaming. Let's read Genesis 41, I think, from 33 all the way to 57. So if you're with me this morning, I'm going to try and go to 1 o'clock. So please pay attention to this so that we can gather ourselves as economists. Elite prosperity. You're not prosperous because of your name. You're prosperous because of a call. We must now start living up to that standard. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It will happen, happen over time because we've been deliberate about how we build economy. We've been deliberate with the, uh, with the uh, process that it takes to becoming an economist. Joseph went through process. It qualified him to be in the position that he's in. Whatever you've gone through or going through or have gone through is qualifying you for the next stage of you. Don't look at it as I'm failing. Look at it as you are beginning to show um, capacity to thrive. Yeah? Uh-huh. Let's read. Genesis 41, verse 33. Yes. 
And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. Excuse me, stop with the word discerning. Business leaders, house leaders, we must be discerning people. Uh, discernment is a form of wisdom. And in order, the wise person builds. Wisdom builds. So what he was looking for when he said that we're looking for the one who has discernment, he said we're looking for a builder. Read it again so I can say that in the capacity that I've understood it. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. He was saying I'm looking for a builder because the wise man builds. Economists build and they are patient enough to build. He was patient in prison. He was patient in Potiphar's house, but all he was doing there was building. Do you remember the scripture that says, because Joseph was in the house of Potiphar, it was thriving, or it was blessed. Yeah, because he was there. He was a builder. Blessed means empowered to prosper. Yeah, let's keep reading, Mark. Let Pharaoh appoint commissioners over the land to take a fifth of the harvest of Egypt, during the seven years of abundance. They should collect all the food of these good years that are coming and store up the grain under the authority of Pharaoh. So, year, so last year or the year before, it could look like, whoa, the nation family, our giving was mad high, madder. Yeah, that was the gathering of whatever for that period. But if we are wise and discerning people, we would have, I want to use the word predicted, that actually we're going to go for a year that could look like famine. And in that time, it's not that we gather money. We just gather, what we're doing is building our people. Yeah. We're strengthening our people to know how to perform during those times of famine. How do we become high performance people? It starts with our discernment. Discerning the times, discerning seasons, even discerning leadership. So when we're speaking, or when PN is speaking and PT is speaking, you're not just looking for the fancy part of the word. You're looking for the places of the word that will help you develop, that will educate you to know what to do when a season of famine will come, or when a season of lack, can I use the word, because it will come, is going to come, because I told you that this work is exponential. PT has preached this to us. This work is not going to be linear. It's going to be exponential. And if you are not a discerning person, you will look at it and say, oh, we're, just, we're just failing. This thing is going to crash. No, you crashed. I told you that people don't leave the nation first. They first left the belief that they can do it they, uh, themselves. Or they've left, or they've, they've, they've lacked the ability to believe in themselves to contribute anything fulfilling to the family. So it's not the work that ever fails, it's the person first. Do you understand that? It's never the work that fails, it's the people. And that's why we've got to invest in the people. All these new souls come in, the new lives come in. It's human capital. You invest in human capital in them, in the form of educating, skilling them. Checking what they already have and drawing out what they have to contribute to our building. So I know who I'm looking for now. 
I know the type of people that I need. I know I need accountants. I need writers. I need finance thinkers. I need uh, critical thinkers. Yes, as much as I still need the everyday man because uh, that's necessary to every economy, but I also need thinkers that will help the everyday man. Uh, because it's those people that we're supposed to be helping, right? It's to help the poor and the needy and support those who are in lack, who are discontented and things like that. But in order to do that, we need the best minds. So even Pharaoh knew he needed a discerning and wise person, not a skilled person, because what the wise person would do is find a skilled person and teach them how to deploy their skill. Following me? Keep reading, please. This food should be held in reserve for the country yeah. to be used during the seven years of famine yes. that will come upon Egypt yep. so that the country may not be ruined by the famine. Yes. The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So I remember one time when P.T. says he also has a savings account. Yeah, he said he has a savings account. But then what he did was call Pastor Onyi up. You wouldn't remember this. He said that's his savings. You will remember this. I remember it so vividly because I thought, what a mad, mad thing. Our biggest thing is not money, guys. Can never be. It's people. He said, that's my savings. I'm going to put it to use one day. So when there's a famine, we're going to go and deploy our people. Go and put them there. They have enough wisdom. They have enough discernment to know what to do with these people who are in famine. They will know how to draw out the skill of a domicella, a Leah, a, a Daniel, and then get the economy back to where it should be. Following me. Again, these words are probably years to come. Or for those of you who have capacity or are hungry as I am, you will go away and develop what I'm sharing this morning. But it's important, especially for the collective enterprise. You will see why I'm not in a rush anymore. I'm not in a haste. And I've always said, don't rush, just trust. <laughs> now I'm beginning to understand what that means now. Because we used to say things without the understanding. Now I'm getting it. No, no, no. If this is going to work, we have to be very studious. Not studious so that we can go and show how much we know from an academic standpoint. But actually, when we're, we're studious to the education of nationalism so we know what the collective enterprise should do to contribute to, na to, to our nation family. If we can understand the education of PT and the word that is coming, then we'll get the collective enterprise right. If not, we will just be thinking we're just business people. We're not business people, we're people people. People people. And because of that, we've built businesses. If you care for people, if you really love genuinely people, you will establish systems because they need to eat. They need housing. They need shelter, clothing. They need all these things. If you genuinely love and have a heart for humanity, you will build systems. You will build structures. You will build an economy and one that thrives. So I think the leader of Singapore is a humanitarian. Countries that are suffering, they're under dictatorship, they're under poor leadership, selfish leadership. So what leadership should do, it should draw things out of you and use it to establish. Uh-huh. 
leadership must find use in everyone. So if your leader is not using you, they don't care. They don't care for you enough. If your leader is not using you to your maximum capacity, they don't care about you enough. Finish reading this, please, Ma. All the way to 57. We've got a long read to read. Go on. So Pharaoh asked them, yeah. Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the spirit of God? Mm. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Can you find anyone like this man? Guys, we found a PT. Can you find anyone like him discerning to lead a whole country? Pharaoh was in charge, yet he couldn't lead. Had to find a Joseph, a humanitarian, a person that cares for the people, one that God can entrust with vision, dream, the ability and wisdom to develop uh, a, a, a place that was going to go down. So, in as much as Pharaoh, as much as um, Joseph had the wisdom to know what to do, it was still Pharaoh that was dreaming. He had the dream and he saw, I think, five cows or seven cows that were big and seven cows that were skinny. Uh, he, he still dreamed. So, there are kings that are, are, and people in power that have seen the state of the economy, but they don't know how to translate it. They don't know how to interpret it. So they're waiting for Elia to come in, who has the spirit of God, who has the heart for people and humanity, to have the discernment, the wisdom, the know-how, to know how to deal with the problem in the recruitment sector. But she had to be in the elite and do what she's doing in Pleroma to know how these things work. We've had to know what it looks like to be in poverty. We had to look like, or know what it looks like to be in lack. Same way Joseph did when he was in prison. There are many things that we have to go through family and it actually helps us with our empathy for people and humanity. It helps us have a heart. Imagine we've always come from prosperity. You wouldn't have a heart for people. You'd be thinking about how to keep the prosperity. We had to get to ground zero, guys. It was necessary for our development. Necessary for where we're going to go next. Now we've got to cultivate a habit of having enough knowledge, know-how, to know what to keep doing next to make sure our economy is strong. Keep reading, please, Ma. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. Mm. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. You will be in charge of my palace and all my people will submit to you. Pastor Ryan, that's where we're going. Please, I need you to see the vision of the nation family as deep as this. This is nations. We're going to places of power and they will entrust us with their estate. They will entrust us with our affairs. But we've had to have gone through. We have to carry the spirit of God, of course, which is the word that we've received. But we've also got to have a know-how. I actually think that Joseph built a microeconomy even in prison because they said that he was in charge even while he was there. He's always been a leader. 
He's always been leading. Even from the day that he went to send report to his father, he actually showed the spirit of leadership. That's what that was, leadership. Loyalty. Go on, please, ma'am. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Yeah. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. Mm. He dressed him in robes of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Mm. He had him ride in a chariot as his second in command. And people shouted before him, make way. Thus he put him in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Do you think that money was an issue for this guy? Money was not an issue. You know, we actually shouldn't have any business with money like that. Money will be forced into our noses eventually. What is more important is our value. If you are valuable, what is it? The word invaluable. Is it invaluable? Is that the right English? Invaluable. To have, get the English right, guys. You are invaluable, meaning that you're kind of, you're the, yeah. So, invalu uh -huh. indispensable. When you are invaluable, oh my God, people will be throwing money at you. Throwing money at you because you have the solution. Solomon also had that same nature, which is why the Queen of Sheba would come and seek for wisdom. And as a response, she came with all of her wealth. Money is not your problem, guys. Money is not what you should be looking for. You should be producing it. You're producing it as a response of your value. So I will be developing right now. I'll be, be, uh, I'll be getting better. Getting stronger, as Pastor Chris would say. Education isn't going back to school, guys. Just in case you misunderstand me. Because I say, oh, okay, I've got to go back to school. And that's what she's saying. I've got to go. No, 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 no. Education is first nationalism. What has PT been saying? Understand that. I love the scripture that Pastor Chibs gave to us on Sunday. James, something like that. When it says that, uh, no, don't merely listen. But I have to stay on that listening part because I think that our community completely neglect the listening and try and do the looking and try and do the active action part before we've done the real listening that was deep enough uh, 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 was enough for us to have clarity on what we should be doing next. We're too quick to act. We don't listen to absorb. We listen to respond most times. We're supposed to listen to absorb and get us to a place where we, where we do know what to do. So then when challenges come, which they should, when tests come, when after the training comes, we're not looking like, oh my God, what, what should we be doing? No, 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 no. All that you've listened to is what you'll be interpreting. That's why I gave you Matthew chapter 4. All Yehoshua did when the devil came to challenge him was to interpret the word that he had listened to. So we've got to cultivate a habit of listening, absorbing, and absorbing what's for you. How do you extract from the word? Because most times you're listening to the offense. You're listening to the telling off. You missed the part where we were actually saying, this is what you should do now, ma, sir. 
But because we're so emotional being, we don't really care for people. We care more about ourselves. And if we care more about ourselves, you can't care for people. You just heard the rebuke. You didn't hear the correction. You didn't hear the training part. You didn't hear the leading part. You, oh, thank you, sis. You didn't hear the part where, where we're saying, this is what you should do now. Just heard, oh, you're just telling me off. You're just being rude. You're just being this, that, and the other. No, my dear, I love you. I love you. It benefits me to see you win. It benefits me to see you rise. Why would I just want to be attacking you? Because I hate the sound of my voice most times. I'm looking at you as individuals and I'm just thinking, oh, for God, can we just get it? We just need to build, for God's sake. We need to build. It's actually long sometimes having to deal with issues. But as leaders, we have to. And it's also part of our growth and our maturity. Coming out of infancy into uh, maturity. Uh, continue reading. So again, I must go back to the regulating part of things as well because everybody needs regulating. And regulation comes from the word. Regulation comes from leadership, not now. Regulation can be, okay, go now. Regulation can be, okay, now it's time for you to advance to this level. Now it's time for you to be a, an industry head. Now it's time for you to be a family head. Now it's time for you to go and do this or maybe stop this. And try that's regulation because if you're growing and it's harmful, it's because you've not applied leadership to your life. If you're growing and you won't even see that it's harmful, you're just growing because it's you, you don't see. Leaders see, that's why you need them. Doctors see, that's why you need them, right? Yeah. You don't just say, doctor, I have cancer. How do you know it's cancer? They will tell you what it is, and they will diagnose it, and they will look into it, and they will even tell you what type of cancer this is. Same thing with leadership. They will look at the thing that is growing. They will tell you what type of issue it is, and then they will treat it, diagnose it for you. Yeah, that's why we need regulation. Go on, please, ma'am. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. But without your word, no one will lift hand or foot in all Egypt. He said, I am Pharaoh, but without your word. Nobody will what? Lift hand or foot in all Egypt. Yes, Joseph was also a trainer. Because don't forget, we heard on Thursday that the word is a dumbbell. It's the trainer. He said that nobody will lift a thing here without your training. Without your wording, without your leading, this guy was an economist. PT is an economist. Anybody that understands economy building rules the world, period. Anyone who understands economy building rules the world. This is what PT is building us all up for, so that we can have PTs everywhere. Personal trainers, PTs, Pastor Toby's everywhere. And without the word of a Pastor Genevieve, a Pastor David, a Pastor Ryan, nobody lifts. So when PN says stop sometimes, it's because that's not what we should be doing right now. That's not going to help the economy. That's not going to help the nation. 
even if it means that we look like the underdogs and the weird types, eventually, if the people looking at us has discernment, they would see, actually, we may need this. Or they may also see that, yeah, we may need this, but not like that. And that's why leadership will get us straight, get us right. I get you, but not like that. That's why there has to be an order in the house. That's why we have to follow the word to a T. Anything outside of the confines of the word of PT, we're going to mess ourselves up. So I can't introduce anything foreign to you because that's not your training. It will hurt you. It will harm you. It will develop another type of growth. Go on, please. Are you following me at home this morning? I'm going to round up shortly, but it's important that I started your Monday morning off like this. That you can go into the week thinking right, doing right, performing right. How to be high-performance people. Leaders. Captains of industry. Finish reading, please, ma'am. Pharaoh gave Joseph the name Zaphonath Paneah. Zaphonath Paneah, meaning... Doesn't say it there. Okay, keep reading. And gave him <laughs> Asenath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On, mm -hmm. to be his wife. Okay. And Joseph went It was her. smart to do that because everything stays in his house. Uh -huh. If Joseph went to go and find his own wife now, oh, Joseph is going to build his own thing elsewhere. So I understand when PT encourages certain, uh, will endorse certain relationship you go and pick your own person for yourself we'll see how far you you last for me it was safe to trust my leader to choose for me because i know that he has intention he's deliberate he sees if i choose if i leave it to my sight long day long day i'll be back to him in a couple of months to say listen sir f this um if it, it, one of us are going to die. And it's likely not going to be me. Uh, because it is what it is. Some of your sisters can testify. Pastor Crystal shares her story openly. That was her choice. You know. So he was smart enough to choose this person to keep things in house. Again, you will understand that in the context that, because he's not a pharaoh. You, you get what I'm saying when I say it. Go on. And Joseph went throughout the land of Egypt. Yeah. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He was 30. So what was he doing up until 30? Training. Training. Developing. Don't, those of you who are 34, 30, 32, they don't say, ah, <laughs> it's over for me. Oh my God, it's over. No, 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 no. Relax. You're in the palace. You're in, you're, if you're in the nation, you're where you need to be. You're good. You're safe. <laughs> you're safe. He was 30, guys. He was 30, but he'd been training. You remember Yehoshua started at 30 for a three-year ministry. PT reminded us that most of us, our testing time is not as long as our training time. So endure battles. Don't worry about the little battles that you will win and lose per time. Focus on the war. Because when that comes, it's going to need your strength. It's going to need everything that you've been training for. Battles are there to prepare you for the war. Go on, please, ma'am. 
Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Yep. And Joseph went out from Pharaoh's presence and traveled throughout Egypt. Mm. During the seven, years of, the seven years of abundance, the land produced plentifully. Mm. Joseph collected all the food produced in those seven years of abundance in Egypt yep. and stored it in the cities. Yes. In each city, he put the food grown in the fields surrounding it. Do you know what this reminds me of? Ah, I love this so much. Is it Joseph would store it in the cities? Do you know what PT has done? Store them in the houses. He's been storing in the houses. From the house of light to the state house, house of grace, house of elite, house of faith, all the houses, I was Uber missed, house of target. He's storing there. He's storing. You've got a responsibility to take care of what's being stored. To make sure that actually it matures as well. And it, it thrives. Because I want to be careful with the word growth, right? I want to be careful. Imagine Ryan just keeps growing. It's a threat to humanity. It's a threat. Imagine. If you saw... Who's the one that grew and did... Um, do, do, it's not Hulk. The other one. that V5... BFG, I don't know, one of those, you know those things that grow? I don't know, a beast or whatever, let's just think. You know those things, and then you see in films, they take over a city and everyone's screaming and running around. Aha, uh -huh. okay, Jack and the Beast or whatever. It's abnormal. It's abnormal. And it's a threat, isn't it? So growth can be dangerous. Do you understand growth now? But you see, thriving... Thriving talks about productivity. Thriving speaks about uh, 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 development in the right direction. And the, in fact, it speaks about const con constant, constant, constant outputting. Yeah, constant outputting. Because eventually what PT will be looking for and how we will be measured as leaders is in our output. It's in our output. Because he's stored something in you, Leah. He's stored something in you, Tafara, Pastor David, myself, and everybody watching. He's stored word, grain, food. And there's an expectation for you to do with that food, to do with that word, is to call out yeah, who you are. Continue reading. Five definition. Go on, Ma. To prosper, to flourish. Thank you so much. Thriving means to prosper. Do you understand this now, elite prosperity? We're not just looking for growth. Don't focus on the growth. Yes, you grow naturally. But you've got to grow to a point. Most of us are not going to grow beyond this height now. That's it. We've, we've, we've capped it now. That's it. But guess what? At this point, now we can thrive. So elite prosperity to will grow. Someone said to forest. <laughs> elite prosperity will grow to a point, but then there's an expectation for us to keep thriving. Can't wait for Sunday. Go on, please, ma'am. To progress towards. To progress towards. Go on. Or realize a goal despite 
or because of circumstances. Ah, to realize a goal despite circumstances. This is why growth has to stop because even in our smallness, despite our smallness, we still can keep thriving. It's like we've gone against the odds. Singapore is competing now with the giants of the world. Even though their population is small, but they've learned to cultivate a habit of thriving. And they got there because their leader cares for humanity. The leader doesn't care to see how much you're growing in finances, how much money you bring, how much money you bring. Ah, no, how are you, Leah? How are you doing? What's going on with your mind? How is your heart? I'm learning this because me, at one point, what's wrong with your heart? F your heart. If you have one, good. If you have one, even good. It's better you don't because this work can be heartless sometimes. But actually, if we're going to develop the best world leaders, you have to be Hartman. Have to be Hartman. Have to have care and concern. Not in your artillery, because if it's in your artillery, you can take it out and place it somewhere else. It has to be you as a person. Has to be your natural innate behavior. You're, you're inclined towards certain things. You're not taught that is who you are. It's innate. It's in you. You're built that way. Joseph was built that way. That's why I agree with the fact that in as much as leaders can be made, they're also born. Because there are some things you cannot teach a leader. Can't teach you heart. You can develop it, but I think you're just born with it. If that's the case, how comes my sister is not the way she is? It's heart that led me to the nation. It knew that there's something in this woman that needs to be called out. So I had to go through the things I went through. Most of you had to go through what you go through. It was calling you to this. Joseph had to go through what he'd gone through to get to this palace. He had to go through uh, uh, the journey to Egypt and being a slave first, then being imprisoned first. You're going through the stages. What do you want to read, Ma? Back to the story. Joseph stored up huge quantities of grain, like the sand of the sea. Uh -huh. It was so much that he stopped keeping records because it was beyond measure. Beyond measure. Eventually, we're going to be thriving beyond measure. There's just going to be a flow, guys. But look at the process to get to this flow. It doesn't just happen overnight. That's religion's problem. You'll be mighty in Jesus' name. You'll be rich in Jesus' name. You will have plenty. No, no, no. There is process. Remember the first scripture we read with planning. You remember Proverbs 21.5? With planning. Can't be with haste. Doesn't just happen like that. There was a process that led Joseph to be able to stop keeping records of his results. So money is not your issue, guys. That's not what you should be looking. You should be producing it. Your nature makes you produce. Who you are, your, how you are set as an individual is why you will just keep producing. I've said so many things today, so you have to go back and listen to this again, actually, in your own time and draw out things, develop on it, work on it, and use it for your own consumption and for your own progression, uh, so to speak. Go on, please, Ma. Let me, where are you now? Verse 50 now. Go on. 
Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potiphera, priest of On. Yeah. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh mm -hmm. and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and my father's household. Mm. The second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. I can't remember what happened to Manasseh though. I can't remember, but you cannot forget Manasseh. Because what Manasseh means, uh, I've forgotten my father's household. You can't forget the household because that's where the economy first started. So I can't remember what happened, but I would do that in my own study time on what happened to Manasseh. Because I do remember reading uh, somewhere uh, in Hosea, I think, that speaks about the Ephraim and Manasseh. Don't worry, don't worry. I don't want to confuse you. Go on, please. The seven years of abundance in Egypt came to an end. Yes. And the seven years of famine began. Yeah. Just as Joseph had said. Yes. There was famine in all... In just all. as he had said. You know, I don't want to say he was a predictor. He was an interpreter. He knew how times and seasons worked. That's why BT just looks so cool. Even though we can be running around like, Gaeka, Gaeka, everything is wrong. Oh, my days. Uh, he's like, oh, what are you talking about? He's already planned for this. He's going now into his savings, into his storehouses and say, okay, you come out now. Industry head you, come on. You, I need you now. You, you, industry head now. You come on. He's going to his storehouses. Go on, please, master. I don't go ahead of myself. And the seven years of famine began, yeah. just, of, just as Joseph had said. Yes. There was famine in all the other lands, but in the whole land of Egypt, there was food. Mm. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Yes. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, go to Joseph and do what he tells you. When the famine had spread over the whole country, Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians. He opened all the storehouses. You see, your houses are still, like PT said, gathering, developing, and uh, deploying. We're still in development stage. I can't remember. Maybe it was two years ago or a year ago. He still said you've still got some years left. I can't remember how many years he mentioned. Or he said we're in year two of something. I heard that recently, actually. Year two of something, I don't want to paraphrase. Uh, 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 so we're still in development stage. We're still gathering. We're still gathering for the day of deployment. The kings will call and say, we need. And when that time comes, PT can say, all the storehouses open. 58 houses have enough food for the whole nations. They have enough grain. They have enough resources. And our own grain will be in the businesses that we've been building. The people that we've been building, the things that we've been building, uh, uh, the education that we've been learning, all the things that are making us, the people that are relevant for tomorrow's world is being developed now. So don't take this time lightly, elite prosperity. I'm looking forward to hearing the word this Sunday that will establish us more. Even if it's a word of correction, I need it. I need it so I can be the best leader for you all. I need it so that we can be the best economist, the best wealthiest, the people that will come with preferred solution at every given opportunity, that we can be prosperous, not just in money, but in our resolve, in everything that we do. It's our wisdom that makes us prosperous. Has the sound gone? 
Please don't distract me, guys. Is the sound gone? What's wrong, please? Go on, please keep reading. Joseph opened all the storehouses and sold grain to the Egyptians, for the famine was severe throughout Egypt. Yes. And all the world hasn't got there yet. There hasn't been a severe famine just yet. We've seen trickles of problems. You had COVID, fine. We've had one or two other things. But we're still going to meet a mad thing. And when that time does come, we will be ready. We will be ready. So prepare yourself and brace yourself up. We didn't come here to be comfortable. We didn't come here to just be in lavish houses and lavish cars, but we will be. Because don't forget, he said when, when Pharaoh met him, he clothed him, gave him a signet ring, gave him all these things. That's the byproduct of your wisdom. All those things will come. You don't chase it. The best way to know you have power, Pastor Genevieve, is when you don't have money, but you can still produce. Mad. That's mad, you know. Go on, please. And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph. Mm. So people, he said, we're not just going to give ourselves. People will come and buy. Because of the value system we've built. We've built value here. They will come and buy. They will come and buy. And you know what? They will actually have no choice. Because it will be the only thing. I want to trigger your belief this afternoon to believe that this will happen to us. And it will. I believe it. Even if it's just one or two, I believe it. I believe it. And that's what I'm working towards. I'm building this family up towards. So ignore words that are not for you and take the ones that know build you, that you know will build you. Always look at, oh, it's always rebuke, it's always telling off. No, 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 no. Within that telling off, I'm trying to say something about you. You're called. There is a particular assignment for you, about you. Live up to that standard. Be it. Finish, please, so I can stop. And all the world came to Egypt to buy grain from Joseph because the famine was severe everywhere. Yes. Is that it? Humanity must thrive. And they must thrive because of you guys. Humanity must develop and grow because you've decided to develop and grow, but thrive. Economy is household management. House leaders manage your houses. Each house must be clear about what your house represents and what your house is called to do. For the elite prosperity as a whole, like I said and like I've called you, is to be a prosperous family, to be the financial basis of this house. Now, I've seen it in a different light. It's not going to be, well, it will be money, as it were. But no, I think it's our wisdom and our discernment and our ability to contain the spirit of God to be useful in all the world, in our systems, in the things that we've created. Those things will generate money without us trying. Our prosperity is coming from the people that we're actually helping. We first developed them. And in turn, they develop you. So be deliberate about people building. Be deliberate about people. Don't just treat people anyhow. Don't say, uh, uh, if PT is coming on, that's not my business. If you care for yourself even, you care for people more.
you care for people more. You economy because you care for your house. So let us keep building family and strengthening and developing in this kind of flow, using Joseph as the example um, this morning or this afternoon to begin to understand what it looks like when we get into the nation. This can be for some of us. Uh, uh, when I say some of us, your own trajectory may look different, but what Joseph represents is an economist, is a nation builder. Because what would then happen after Egypt was built, other countries were therefore built. So when we are strong, what happens is we become an emerging market, meaning that we can start trading with other countries, with other people. That's how markets work. We can start trading. Singapore has started doing a trade deal with different countries all over the world. It's making their country and their economy stronger as well as it's making the other country stronger. So I want to start trading with the other families now. What can you bring here? What can I bring there? So I had to message PO this morning. I said, what are we doing, bro? What's happening? How are we getting better? Because if our economy is very strong, by the time we get out there, it's going to be a madness. My belief this morning has been so stirred up. My desire and hunger, hunger to keep getting better in accordance with the word is developing more. But I don't just want to grow. I want to thrive. Have the habit or the appetite to not just want to grow. Have the appetite to want to thrive. You see, the most ingenious people look at boundaries or see boundaries as an opportunity to be creative and as an opportunity, I put this in my notes, let me say it as I put it. So I can give it to you word for word. Maybe I didn't write it down. The most ingenious people turn boundaries into a source of their creativity and potential. You write that down for a later thought. The most ingenious, I'll read it again, because the way I understood it was so deep. The most ingenious people turn boundaries, limitations, into a source of their creativity and potential. I'll leave it there this afternoon. I love you all so very much. Please, please make sure this word is available ASAP so I can listen back and build on this word because I think it's important. We're going to be speaking about economy a lot. So we understood training, but we've got to understand why we are training now. It's to go out and perform. So high performance leaders, I hope you're ready for the next phase of you and where we're going into. I hope you have a bit more clarity and to what the elite prosperity will eventually do. And as we get into Sunday, I think it's going to be even more clear. I love you all and enjoy the rest of the day. Thank you all. Let me see the comments so I know that you are tuned in as much as possible uh, and, and I can let you go.
I hope I'm still on. Okay, awesome. Pastor Antonia, thank you. Thank you. Most sweetness. That is Naza, isn't it? Most sweetness is Naza. Naza. I think so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Dr. Kelechi, I see you. There's an invite for you this Sunday to the studio service, I believe. Okay. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you.